0: Welcome to the Growing in Christ podcast, where we are rooted in living water and growing closer to our purpose in Christ. I am your host, Shadora Foy. Now let's get growing. Today we are on chapter 15, and I will be starting with verse 1. And I encourage you all to grab your Bibles, your pencils, your pens, and your notebooks, and different things like that. And let's dive in with verse 1, which says, an answer when mild turns away rage, but a word causing pain makes anger to come up. So we have to make sure that when we answer questions, that we answer them mildly and not, you know, to harm somebody or to... Um, have an hidden agenda or evil intentions and then in verse two it says the tongue of wise ones does good with knowledge but the mouth of the stupid ones bubbles forth with foolishness verse three says the eyes of jehovah are in every place keeping watch upon the bad ones and the good ones so when i read this verse you know i used to think okay god's going to dish his judgment out to the bad ones and give his rewards out to the good ones and that's what it means by keeping watch on them and different things like that But actually, it's not like, you know, a fearful thing. It's not like, oh my gosh, God is watching me. I gotta be the best at all times. No, but it's like God is watching over me and I have protection at all times. You know, I am protected at all times. God watching over the good ones and the bad ones. God directing every. Man steps, you know, well, directing the good man's steps, you know, it's our choice whether we want to walk in the steps that God has laid out for us. But it is a joyful thing. It's something that we should rejoice in of knowing that God is constantly watching over us. He constantly has his eyes on us, like, and he has plans of good and not evil for our lives. So, you know, as he's watching us, he's thinking about those plans and just recreating those plans and creating those plans for each and every new day. And he has those plans of good and not evil over our lives. So it is a blessing, that god constantly watches over us and then in verse four it says the calmness of the tongue is a tree of life but distortion in it means a breaking down in the spirit so how many of us truly desire to be broken down in the spirit honestly i truly don't unless it means like being broken before god but i'm sure that's not what this verse means but um We have to make sure that our tongues are calm, that we are slow to speak, slow to wrath, and quick to listen. You know, we have to have calm tongues and tongues that speak life and just reserve, like reserving ourselves and just keeping our tongues reserved and making sure that we are quiet. We are to be a quiet people. And more so because as Christians, and as believers, our actions should speak for us. We just shouldn't have to, like, ramble at the mouth so much. We shouldn't have to be like, oh, I get I get so deep in God, and I, I rehearse my Bible so much, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and um, delight in the Lord, and he shall um, give you the desires of your heart, and blessed are the ones who are pure, pure in the spirit. You know, you should not have to do all that. And, you know, I mean, it's good to quote the scripture and it's good to say, you know, I just love Jesus so much. But you shouldn't have to express it with your mouth so much. You should express it with your life. Your life should show it. Your life should show no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Your life shall should show that you delight in the Lord, and that is why you have the desires of your heart. Our lives should show the word. The word is something that is not just a book. It's not just something that we read, but it is something that you live. As Christians, we should live the word. It's not about just reading the word, but it's truly about living the word. And then in verse five it says anyone foolish disrespects the discipline of his father but anyone guarding reproof is shrewd verse six says in the house of the righteous one there is an abundant store but in the produce of the wicked one there is a becoming ostracized seven says the lips of the wise ones keep scattering knowledge about but the heart of the stupid ones is not like that so we have to make sure that we are being the wise one And that we are constantly scattering knowledge. Not like I said before with how you always quote the scriptures and everything like that. And you're just like, you know, saying it instead of living it. But the wise one, they quote it and live it. You know, they say, you know, I'm I'm okay. You know, I'm not worried because no weapon formed against me shall prosper, or hey, have a blessed day because God loves you, or this is a great day because this is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. That somebody who is living it and Just giving those verses and dispersing that knowledge about everywhere they go with a smile on their face, you know, knowing that when the enemy comes like a flood, God raises a standard. That person, not just being boastful, not trying to look spiritual, but actually living the word and just quoting the word is a wise person. Now, I will be honest, I have not always been that wise person i am still working on being that wise person and dispersing knowledge about because there are some times where i will you know hide certain things and i won't say certain things or even when i face situations i won't even quote the scripture for myself and if i can't quote it for myself i can't quote it to encourage other people and i had come to the realization that sometimes when i hide my when i hide my light if you will and Um, When we as people hide our light, we never know. Sinners, some sinners, you know, that God assigns to us, they want a difference. They want a change. God has placed inside of us all a searching. We are all, when Adam and Eve sinned, that was the disconnection from God. But we need that connection. We long for that connection. That is why we try to fabricate that connection and make prototypes of that connection you know and make and make different forms of it but it's not the same you know a loving relationship between a girlfriend and a boyfriend can never compare to the love that you need from God you know a a relationship between you getting the fulfillments that you want and all the desires of your heart could never ever compared to your connection with God. And so we have to realize that sinners are searching. So when sinners come to us and we kind of hide our light, and I know that I have done this before and I kind of hide my light, you never know when that person needs that, when that person needs that push, when that person needs that conversation about God. And sometimes I've been in the position um, me personally, where sometimes I will go along with them in their wickedness, and I won't bring up God. Though I have a scripture in my mind that would work for their situation, though I have something in within me, a light within me, greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Though I have that, sometimes I don't use that, and I never know. I could take that person's life away, you know, I, and that's true, because, you know, that could have been the time that they gave their life to Christ, and everything changed, you know, that, I don't know what would have happened if I would have said a scripture, and, you know, the enemy plots, thoughts in my head, oh, they're never gonna like you again, they're never gonna be your friend again, they're gonna look at you crazy, but we have to be like, so what, and me personally, I'm speaking to myself, too, I have to be like, so what, because I'd, I'd rather have them look at me crazy, and then when they go home, search the scripture and give their lives to God rather than them be friends with me and go home and have suicidal thoughts. And because I never gave them that word of hope, they might as well just go ahead and do it. You know, they're just thinking in their minds, well, I might as well do it because I never gave them that word of hope because we as Christians, we are called to be fishers of men. And so God places the sinners in our lives and sometimes we're like, oh God, why me? You know, I know I am. Sometimes I'm like, God, I just, I'm not ready. I don't really want to be around other people who don't have the same faith as me or even people who do have the same faith as me who are just drawn to me. I need encouragement. Sometimes I'm like, God, I don't know if I'm really up, up to the plate for this, Lord God. I don't know if I can really do this. And God is like, yes, you can, because I have called you to be a fisher of men. And I have called you to give scriptures and disperse knowledge and scatter knowledge about I have called you to do so. So we have to recognize our calling, our high calling. And that's for me, too. I truly need to recognize my high calling and realize that it is something that I'm not just supposed to quote and be like okay or not just supposed to be like yeah I'm wise I do this I do that but truly walk in it and really take those things to heart and um not take them with a grain of salt because I'm just through this time of growing deeper in God. And in my church and within myself, um, these last few months, I've gotten deeper in God than I have before. And I've realized that, you know, God is something that you are supposed to act upon. It's not something that you're just supposed to have in a little golden box and say, look at me. I I have it. I have God. Look at me. I'm a Christian. Yet I face struggles and I, I I don't believe that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But I have God. I have the God that is more than enough, yet um, I'm still struggling. I have the Prince of Peace and he saved me, yet I'm always worrying and I I never feel okay and I never feel relaxed because I'm always worrying about what tomorrow will bring, even though, you know, God wrote the beginning and the end and he is the author and finisher of my faith, you know so we have to realize that we have to live like we serve the god who we say we serve it's not good enough just to say i serve him but you have to live like you do it because if you serve him if you're in god's presence all the time servants of the king are close to the king they are in the king's presence most of the time you know they are close you've seen those have you seen those movies or those shows where you know The servants have all the tea, if you will, and they know everything that's going on in the kingdom because they're close to the king, and they're close to the kingdom, and that's how we have to be, and when you're close to something, you have no choice but to act like that something, to see how that something is, and to realize who that God is, you know, who God is, and realizing, oh, I'm so close to God, I see his miracles every day. And I I know that he is a miracle worker. I have no choice but to accept the fact that he is a miracle worker. I have seen his loving kindness because I am in his presence and I am his servant all the time. And I do well in the kingdom and I make time for God and I spend my time with God. And I realize that he is a loving God. You know, I have no choice but but to accept the truth about God. So we have to make sure that we are diving into God and diving into his kingdom and his presence so much that the enemy cannot come against us because we have no choice but to accept who God is because we see it on a daily basis. We're so close to him that we can't do nothing but see it. And then in verse eight, it says, the sacrifice of the wicked ones is something detestable to Jehovah, but the prayer of the upright ones is a pleasure to him so on verse 8 it's talking about how when we sacrifice things to god let's say that we sacrifice our time for church we may say okay god i'm going to go to church and i'm going to sacrifice this time for you when you do that you don't act wicked with it when you go to church You don't sit there and say, oh, well, I could be at home, and I could be texting my friends, I could have went to the park today, um, well, I could be, um on social media right now oh my gosh how long is church because i gotta get home i gotta eat lunch it's past lunch time i'm i'm so hungry right now i should have just stayed home and watched it on facebook you know i should have watched the youtube that they were gonna post of this you know i should have just stayed home i wish i would have just stayed home God, that is detestable to Jehovah. That's not something that God is going to accept. You know, when you say, well, God, I was at church on Sunday. He's going to be like, were you really? Because, oh, were you the one whose mind was elsewhere and whose heart was thinking about being at home and whose heart hated being at church and didn't like being at church? Because you, you weren't there praising me. You weren't there saying, oh, God, how much I love you. Thank you for allowing me to get to church. You weren't there doing that, you know, so we just have to make sure when we make sacrifices to God, well, even our offering, when we put money in offering for the ministry, we have to give that with a cheerful heart or else, God, it will be like we should never gave, you know, God does not need our money. He does not need us to come to church. He doesn't need us to fulfill his ministry. You know, he doesn't need us to do those things. It is a gift from God to serve him. It is a gift from God to be able to give into the ministry. Because if God wanted to, he could make monies reign over the ministry. If God wanted to, he could he could fill the church up with angels to praise him. I mean, he has legions of angels in heaven who praise him day in and day out that, are always praising him and not just thinking about how they have to go home and text their friends and different things like that and how they could be elsewhere. No, they praise him with a pure heart. So, you know, God doesn't really need our praise. He doesn't need our worship. He doesn't need our offerings. He doesn't need us being there in the ministry, but it is for us and it is a privilege that God gave us. So we should take it with care you know we should take it with all of me like thank you god thank you for allowing me to be able to serve you because it truly is an honor because how many people you know can say that they serve <laughs> the god of the universe i mean that is that is something to say that you serve the god of the universe you serve the king of all kings you serve the god who is the beginning and the end the alpha and omega and the first and the last that is That is something to be excited about. And as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself too, because I have to drill this into my mind as well. And then number verse nine says, the way of the wicked one is something detestable to Jehovah, but the pursuing righteousness he loves, but the one pursuing righteousness he loves, sorry. So we have to make sure that we're always pursuing righteousness. And we have to be pursuing righteousness. It didn't say, but the one who pursued righteousness, he loves. The one who did it and now it's done. The one who pursued it, uh, righteousness, um, he loves. No, he says the one who pursues, the one who is pursuing righteousness, he loves. The one who is constantly doing it each and every day. And that is also why I named this um, business growing in Christ, because we are growing, we didn't, uh, it's not, I growed in Christ, you know, it's not, I'm, I grew in Christ, you know, it's, I am growing in Christ, I am constantly growing in Christ, and, um, getting higher in christ and you all have to excuse me for my grammar here i am so sorry but um um you are constantly growing in christ and you should constantly be pursuing righteousness because god loves you for that once you stop pursuing righteousness you know he still loves you but you have to keep on pursuing it with god our relationship with god is a cycle it is is us pouring into God. Well, it's actually God pouring into us and then us pouring into him and he pouring into us and us pouring into him. You know, that is the cycle that we have with God and also us pouring out of ourselves and pouring out to others. Him pouring into us, us pouring out to others and different things like that. So we have to make sure that we keep that cycle going because that that is what a relationship is about, is about lifting up one another. It's about, I'll lift up my spouse, I'll lift up my mom, I'll lift up my dad, I'll lift up my family, and my family's gonna lift up me. And that is what a relationship is about. If anything else, it will be one-sided if only you were lifting up your family, if only your family were lifting up you. It stopped right there. But no, you have to, it has to be a cycle. You have to be like, I'll flow into you, you'll flow into me, and we'll keep this rotation going. And it's a cycle between our own, our own personal relationships with God. It is a cycle that we should have, you know, because it's not just, oh, we flow into God and we flow into God and we get nothing out of it. No, God pours into us and we flow into him and he pours into us. And that's like purifying ourselves. As we do that cycle, as we go through that cycle, that purifies us because we're getting rid of our stuff to God. We're getting rid of all the issues of our hearts and casting all of our cares and burdens upon God and all the things that we suffer through throughout the day. And we're giving him our burdens and we're giving him our prayers and we're giving him our praise and just loving him through it. And then he takes all that stuff and then he works all things together for the good, you know, and he's he's throwing our repentance. Sometimes we repent and that's how we flow into God. And he's throwing our repentance into the sea of forgetfulness and he's changing that. Okay. They repent So now I can give them love. And now that I can purify them and then he pours into us and that cleanses us. He takes our bad things and our, um, dirty things and he purifies them in heaven and he gives us new things. He gives us better things, so much greater than we could ever imagine. And that is how the cycle works. So we have to make sure that we don't just, we didn't pursue righteousness. We we have pursued righteousness. We, we grew in Christ. No, we have to keep growing in Christ. We have to keep on pursuing righteousness. We have to keep on loving God, keep on talking to God, keep on praying to God. We have to keep that going continually. And verse 10 says, Disci- discipline sorry, is bad to the one leaving the path. Anyone hating reproof will die. Verse 11 says, Sheol and the place of destruction are in front of Jehovah. How much more so the hearts of the sons of mankind. Verse 12 says, the ridiculer does not love the one reproving him. To the wise ones, he will not go. So we have to make sure that we are always seeking out wise counsel. That we are always like, you know, I need to be around people who have wisdom. When I have a problem, I need to ask people who have wisdom. You know, because sometimes, sometimes we'll seek out the wrong counsel. And I'll be honest, sometimes, you know, you'll seek out the person that is going to tell you what you want to hear. And that's for me too. Sometimes I won't ask a certain person. I'll ask another person, you know, or sometimes I'll have a conversation with somebody who is wise and I won't like the answer that they gave me. So I'll seek out another person to like kind of check their answer and to make sure that, you know, if I think out of this person, I can get the answer that I want. So sometimes I'll do that, but I have to realize that I need to seek out wise counsel. I need to go to the ones who are wise and not always the ones who are going to tell me what I want to hear. And then in verse 13, it says, a joyful heart has a good effect on the countenance, but because of the pain of the heart, there's a stricken of spirit, in spirit, sorry. Um, we have to make sure that we have a joyful heart. And, you know, all these things, us being a believer And in Proverbs, it just, I feel like Proverbs reminds us that there is more to go. You know, there is more to do than just saying, God, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and I um, accept you as my savior and I give my life to you and different things like that. There is more, you know, than just saying that. You don't say that and then God waves the magical wand and makes you a holy saint before him. You know, we, we, God sees us better than we see ourselves, yet we still have to strive and answer to that high calling. There is more. And when we say, God, I give you my life as a living sacrifice, that is not, that's not saying, we're not saying, God, Uh, forcefully take my life and take my choices away and have all control and everything like that we're God's not going to forcefully take it he's not going to attach as soon as we say the sinner's prayer and attach strings to us and be like okay I will have full control and you will have no will now no we have to make that choice to say God I'm giving you my life and I we'll be honest. When I gave my life to Christ, I knew this is what I was thinking when I was giving my life to Christ. I was like, I love God. God loves me. So why not? I mean, you know, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. It makes sense to me. So why not give my life to Christ? Why not accept him into my heart? But I truly, you know, wasn't really understanding the words that I was saying and the impact that it had until later. I'd be lying if I said that I did. But I didn't really understand. Not that I regret it, but for a while I was thinking, God, did I do the right thing accepting you into my heart? And I'm just being honest because I just I was just thinking that, you know, you accept Jesus Christ because you love him and you think that he's real and then bada bing, bada boom. That's what it is. That's what accepting Christ into your heart is. I didn't realize that when you accept Christ into your heart, and this, this is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not like I want to go back and redo it. No, but it's like you're, when you accept Christ into your heart, you're being adopted into a kingdom, you know, into a kingdom family that you will have enemies come against you and that you will have to, you will have to hold this book this Bible close to you, the Word of God, you have to actually be close to God. You cannot claim Jesus Christ as your Savior and say that you have no intentions on having a relationship with Him because that won't work because there's too much warfare that starts to come against you once you accept that. There's too many things that you need to tap into. You you need to tap into peace. You need to tap into joy. You can't just accept Jesus Christ just for just for the fun of it you you and i'm not saying that it's something that you should be afraid of something that you should take 50 years to think about but i'm just saying for those of you who aren't christians in different things and those of you who are i'm just saying that we constantly have to use the whole bible you know it's not just that we accept jesus christ into our hearts and that we never have to pick up the bible ever again or we never have to pray ever again. We never ever have to get close to God. We don't have to dive deep into our relationship with God. We don't have to grow in our relationship with God. No, we do. And it is vital that we do. That is like entering the gates to the kingdom. But we still have to go deeper in God. You know, we still have to learn. And so when it says um, a joyful heart has a good effect on the countenance. We have to have that joyful heart. You know, even though God gives us peace and he gives us love and he gives us joy, we still have to take it and we have to walk in it. And being a Christian is about walking in the things of God. And every day we have to constantly give our lives to Christ. My apostle once told, once said in the church that, you know, saying the sinner's prayer is not just for becoming a christian it's not just for you know just that first time of claiming jesus christ as your savior but it should be a daily thing you know you should daily say the sinner's prayer because you constantly have to rededicate yourself to god and reconnect yourself with god there are certain things that shake you you know there are certain trials that you will have even in the christian walk even when you claim jesus christ as your savior you still might struggle with doubt You know, you still might struggle with the sins that you did before. You still might struggle with lying, you know, because, but once you constantly say, God, I repent, God, change me change me. I'm rededicating myself to you every day. Yes, I might have messed up yesterday, but I am rededicating myself and I'm I'm reconnecting with you, God. God, I may have I may have skipped my Bible reading yesterday, but I am reconnecting with you, God. I I may have not prayed yesterday, but I am praying right now and I am reconnecting with you, God. I am getting deeper into you, God. You we have to do that every day. We have to rededicate and reconnect every day. So if you take nothing else from this podcast. I do pray that you take the rededication. And the reconnection. As From that first time of claiming Jesus Christ as our savior. Or as your savior. You are dedicating yourself to God. And you are connecting yourself to God. And as you walk. You have to redo it. Now you've done it. Now you have to redo it. And that's, that's what the Christian walk is about, just repetition. You just have to repeat, 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 repeat your worship, repeat your praise, repeat prayers. You know, you have to rededicate and reconnect every day, every day. That's just what you have to do. And it is a blessing because don't think that you'll be staying in the same place as you do it. No, you get higher because that's why we rededicate and reconnect. Because we have to rededicate and reconnect every... Every step we take, because every step that we take, we get higher and higher in God. So on the first step, we have to dedicate and reconnect. uh, and connect. On the second step, we have to rededicate and reconnect. On the third step, we have to rededicate and reconnect because we get higher and higher and higher. And that is what we're doing. We're answering to the high calling. And the high calling, as we're walking it, we get higher and higher and higher. So that is why we have to keep on doing that and keep on claiming jesus christ you know because uh, every love is tested and our love for christ will be tested and that is why we have to rededicate and reconnect and then in verse 14 it says the understanding heart is one that searches for knowledge but the mouth of stupid people is one that aspires to foolishness verse 15 says all the days of the afflicted one are bad but the one that is good at heart has a feast constantly. Verse 16 says, better is a little in the fear of Jehovah than an abundant supply and confusion along with it. So we have to make sure that we're constantly thinking about the will of God. You know, we're thinking about what God wants for our lives and walking in the ways of God. You know, Um I'm going to share with you all something that I've been practicing here lately that has been really keeping me and I try to keep in my mindset um I'm not going to quote the full scripture but if you want to find what I'm talking about it's in Deuteronomy 11 verse 22 and it was talking about the commands of God and there were three commands of God and that was when Moses I like to call it the instruction phase of the Israelites when they were finna go into the promised land and you know in my life that is what I feel that I'm going through right now as far as the instruction phase of God um, with my life um, and my personal walk. But the three commandments were to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to hold fast to him. And I like to keep that in my mindset. So I'm really making sure that I am walking in the commands of God to hide the commands of God in my heart and keep them close to me. And they have been something that has really been blessing me. So I I always love to check myself with that. So, you know, we have to realize that we have to walk in all God's ways and we have to be close to God and hold fast to him. So it's better to, um, Better to have little in the fear of Jehovah than abundance, supply and confusion along with it. So what I mean by just saying that is you have to make sure that whatever you have when you're walking with God, you will be content. Because if you walk outside of God, there's nothing but confusion. And the devil likes to make us think that there will be joy outside of God and that it will be different outside of God oh you don't you don't have to follow God and you don't have to ask God about everything just just do what you want to do I mean God just wants you to have little but oh my gosh you could have so much more right now no you have to make sure that you are saying I will be content with what the Lord gives me because we know that God will overflow our cup and sometimes we go through a season where we have a little bit with Jehovah but you know um, if we humble ourselves, God will exalt us, and we will have great one day. We will have much. God desires that we have so much. God is the God that is more than enough. So we, He, us being His children, we take on those genes. So if God is the God that that is more than enough, uh, Him being our God, that means that we have more than enough, and we the point of growing in Christ and getting closer to Christ is about having and tapping into the things of God and the things that God has for us and just allowing God to affect every aspect of our lives, financially, emotionally, mentally, intelligently, all those things, physically, everything. God should touch every aspect of our lives. We should be healthy in our bones because God said that we can. We should have financial overflow because God said that we can. We should have wealth beyond our means because God said that we can. We should have mental stability because God said that we can, you know. We want God to touch every aspect of our lives. That should be our desire. God, touch everything, you know, and... That is what we have to think about. God, touch our hearts, touch our minds, touch our finances, touch our schooling, touch our intelligence, you know. And then in verse 17, it says, better is a dish of vegetables where there is love than a manger fed bull and hatred along with it. Verse 18 says, an enraged man stirs up contention, but one that is slow to anger quiets down quarreling. Verse 19 says the way of the lazy one is like a briar hedge, but the path of the upright ones is a way cast up. Verse 20 says a wise son is the one that makes a father rejoice, but a stupid man is despising his mother. Verse 21 says foolishness is a rejoicing to one who is in want of heart, but the man of discernment is one who goes straight ahead verse 22 says there is a frustrating of plans where there is no confidential talk but in the multitude of counselors there is accomplishments and then in verse 23 it says a man has rejoicing in the answer of his mouth and a word at its right time is oh how good so we have to make sure that um especially in our prayers concerning God and concerning other men and women of God and even concerning ourselves that we have to give an answer in a right time. And that is also when I was talking about earlier that when God puts people in our lives to give to give out that word. And sometimes, you know, me personally, I have been scared to, but we have to make we have to think that we could be that right answer at that right time and it can be oh how good to their soul it can nourish their soul just with us stepping up and being that fisher of men and sometimes we might not always see them get on their knees instantly and say god i need you in my life we may not see that And we may see a frowny face, you know, we may see them looking at us like we're crazy and being like, okay, you know, we may see that at first, but we never know what's going to happen behind closed doors when God keeps that in their mind and when they're tossing and turning and where they can't sleep and where they look up that verse and they go deeper and they see that verse about accepting Jesus Christ into their lives. And they're like, wow, this is truly what I need. I need to accept Jesus Christ. I need God in my life you never know. I mean, I never know. So in verse 24, it says, the path of life is upward to one acting with insight in order to turn away from Sheol down below. So like I was saying earlier, when we're walking in that rededication and reconnection to God, we are going up. We are going higher. We're not getting lower. You know, it's not an calling; It is a high calling. We are getting higher in God. And verse 25 says, The house of the self-exalted ones Jehovah will tear down, but he will fix the boundary of the wi- of the widow. Verse 26 says, The schemes of the bad one are something detestable to Jehovah, but pleasant sayings are clean. Verse 27 says, the one making unjust profit is bringing ostracism upon his own house. But the hater of gifts is the one that will keep living. And in this verse, um, where it says the hater of gifts is the one that will keep living. What I believe that this means is like, you know, when you are recognizing that it's not about you, but it's about God. So you're not going to take all the gifts for yourself you know you are not uh making unjust profit and when i think of making unjust profit i kind of think about the church maybe you maybe you are in ministry you know or you do something in ministry and people are like oh my gosh i love how you teach your youth group or I love how you do this. Or even pastors when they're preaching God's word and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you break it down so much. Oh my gosh, I praise you so much because you are, you are, you are just like Jesus Christ. You know, you are like a Jesus Christ. You should not accept those gifts. You should point to God. You should always point to God, even in your life, even when you get gifts from the mouth and people are praising you. Some it is okay to stop those people in their tracks and be like, it's not about me." I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. So you need to give all that praise to God because I'm not the one who deserves it. You know, that is what we have to do. That is um, how we become haters of gifts. And that is how we will keep on living by saying it's not about us, but it's about God. And then in verse 28 it says the heart of the righteous one meditates so as to answer. But the mouth of the wicked ones bubbles forth with bad things. Verse 29 says, Jehovah is far away from the wicked ones, but the prayer of the righteous ones he hears. Verse 30, the brightness of the eyes makes the heart rejoice. Excuse me. A report that is good makes the bones fat. Verse 31 says, the ear that is listening to the reproof of life lodges right in among wise people. Verse 32 says, anyone shunning discipline is rejecting his own soul, but the one listening to reproof is a acquiring heart verse 33 says the fear of jehovah is a discipline toward wisdom and before glory there is humility so before we are exalted we have to humble ourselves and that's what he means by before glory there is humility before we are called wise and righteous and saints and you know all that good stuff we have to be humble before God you know and that's kind of like in verses 8 when we were talking about wisdom and we were talking about how before wisdom became wisdom who she was she had to walk in humbleness and she had to submit and be in awe and be in respect of the Lord she was there before the creation of the moon and the stars. You know, she was there when God made the depths of the ocean and the heights of the heavens. She was there at those times and she had to submit and sit under and watch God do so and watch God work his magic, if you will, and do his will and work his miracles and Before she was wisdom, before she was glorified as being something so needed and as something so wise, she had to walk in that humbleness and that humility to God. So we have to walk in that, you know, we as Christians have to walk in that humility and humbleness to God. And just being humble before the Lord before we can be glorified and before we can be exalted We have to be humble and show our humility to God and that's also Between us and God that is also a trust exercise. God wants to know Okay, if you're humble, that means that I can trust you with this You know, I can trust that you're going to point to me and not to yourself. But if I just give you glory you know, and that's, that's also not just about us, but our hearts are wicked and the devil plots against us. And in, unless we go through things, we won't learn how to get stronger. You know, we'll, we'll fail immediately. You know, if we, if we get some stuff, well, the first thing we'll say, oh, I don't know what to do with this. You know, I, I, you have thoughts of your own because there is a way that is right to man. You know, there is a way that is right in our minds. But when we start to humble ourselves, and like I was saying before, once you start to humble yourself and be a servant of God and get in God's presence and be close to the King, you understand who the King is. You understand how the kingdom works, what the kingdom is about, and you you have no choice but to accept it. And that is our humility walk that is a humble walk when you're walking in humility you have no you are learning things about the kingdom you are learning things about the king so when you get the things of the king when you get the glory you know you know enough about the kingdom to know that this is not from from you but this is from god you know so yes so i'm going to leave you all with that and i am just in constant prayer that we are connecting our faith with the promises of god there are so many promises felt filled in this book and throughout the word of god there are just so many promises and don't think just because um thousands of years ago god had promised something to moses that, you know, he's not promising it to us today. No, he is. Those promises, that's why it's written in the book. That's why God didn't just tell Moses, hide it in your heart. You know, I'm I'm not going to write this in the word because that was just for Moses. I'm not going to write this in the word of God because that was just for David. No, those promises still ring true today. You know, and that's why um, for my personal walk, just a little testimony of my own um, my personal walk with, um, saying that I was in the instruction phase because I do believe coming soon, you know, if I really do stay in God and keep his commandments, and that is why I was reading Deuteronomy and trying to keep his commandments and keep his instructions because I do believe that I'll be coming into the promised land soon. So, I mean, and not necessarily like the one they had back then, and, I'm, um, I'm not talking about, like, dying going to heaven or anything, but just, um, God's promises when I was saying that um, God wants to touch every part of our lives. And I believe soon that God will be touching every part of my life. My financial life, my physical life, my mental life. I believe that soon I will be experiencing that fullness of God. That fulfillment of God. And because it, I (coughs) can, oh, sorry. I can be honest. It's not um, due to any, you know, thing on god's part but it is due to my part that i have not tapped into all those things yet so me personally i believe that i will be tapping in to the full fufu- the fullness and the fulfillment of god and um you know i would love to welcome you all to just um grow deeper and that's all why i started growing in christ too is just to get deeper in god and to grow deeper in him and to just get closer to him and get into that fulfillment and get into the kingdom and really understand the kingdom. So, um growing in Christ is because I wanted to do it and I want to invite you all to do it as well because it is a blessing. So, yes. I'm going to leave you all with that and also I have a little update that I have started an Indiegogo, which is like a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe, and I will be linking that in the description for this podcast episode. So if you would go check that out and um, um, sorry. And, uh, try and donate or share if you could please share with others because that would totally bless my soul. I am trying to get my funds together so I can start my, um, tips. I've started the podcast, but I need to start the tips, which is a team interactive Bible study. And that is the one where people will pay for subscriptions for. And, uh, um, on my website that is in the description of just the podcast as a whole, um, there is, a. I'm starting a TIBS camp, and it is half off prices and it's just where the people who sign up can get, um, into it and give me a little feedback about it. And they'll be like the first ones to try out TIBS and to see what they think about it and different things like that. So yes. And also keep me in your prayers as I am going forth with this. So, you know, that I can just be strengthened through the prayers of the righteous, you know, <laughs> because, um, I really want this to go, and I do believe that this is truly something that God has blessed me with, and I want to make sure that I'm seeking God in everything concerning this and making sure that I'm having the instructions and the direction from God concerning this because I can truly say that this whole walk is not of myself. You know, for those who know me, I don't don't know if they would say that this is truly of me to go out and step out on faith and do all this, so I know that God is backing me uh, 100% and I know that he is caring for me and guiding me with this so I am truly truly thankful for his guidance and his direction and for his covering and I'm thankful for that over you all's lives as well so I know I don't usually do this and I said I'm gonna leave you all with that like two times already (laughs) but um I really want to pray for you all and pray for just all of us just praying on this 15th chapter. So, um, if you would, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Unless you are not able to do so. But, um, I just want to end this um, this podcast episode with a prayer. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today. Just thank you for this day, Lord God. Um, whatever day that they're listening to you, to it, sorry. We just thank you for it, Lord and I just pray a covering over all of our lives, Lord God, and I pray that you pull on all of us to go deeper into you, because you are something so beautiful and so worthy, Lord God. You are our worthy and mighty King, Lord God, and we just thank you for allowing us to be able to get into the kingdom, Lord God. You have allowed us to be kingdom people, Lord God. You have allowed us to be ambassadors of the kingdom, Lord God, to represent the kingdom, Lord God. And I pray that each and every one of us do not take it lightly, Lord. I pray that we take this to heart, Lord God, and that we start to walk in the kingdom status that we have Lord God that we walk in the warrior status the more than a conqueror status Lord God the no weapon formed against me shall prosper status Lord God that I am a wealthy person Lord God I am a righteous person I have physical health I have mental health emotional health Lord God because I serve the God that is more than enough I serve the God that is a helper that is a mighty warrior Lord God Lord I just pray that that just stays in all of our minds Lord God, that we are encouraged and that we are lifted up, Lord God. And I just pray that we start to share our light and shed our light and just keep on sharing the things that you have allowed us to see, Lord God, because we never know when that one word can be a joyful word to somebody's heart, can be, oh, how good to somebody's soul, and just bless somebody's soul and make them cry out and want to seek you, Lord God. Lord, help us to walk in confidence, Lord God. We should have confidence in you, Lord God. Our confidence is in you, Lord God. And I just pray that we connect our faith with your promises, Lord God, the things that you have promised us. And yes, we know in the word that it says that you promised it to Moses, that you promised it to David, Lord God. Yet we are putting ourselves in the place of David, Lord God. We are putting ourselves in the place of Moses. We are putting ourselves in the place of Peter, of Paul, Lord God. And we are accepting those promises for ourselves Lord God for you have promised those things to all your children Lord God and those promises that you have spoken thousands of years ago you are still speaking today into our individual lives Lord God so I pray that we incline ourselves to you Lord God that we acknowledge you in all of our ways that we just truly seek you out that we seek the kingdom first Lord God and I pray this for all of us Lord God and I pray that any situation that we are going to through, that our families are going through, Lord God, that you step into it, Lord God, that you fight our battles, Lord God. And I pray this even the one over the ones who may not have claimed you yet, who may not have claimed you as their savior yet, Lord God. Show them a miracle. Show them that you are real. Show them that you are something that is to have faith in, that is to believe in. Maybe they're on the edge, Lord God. Maybe they're saying, well, I don't know. Maybe it's real, maybe you're not real. Well, Lord, show them that without a doubt, You are real, Lord God, and just work in their lives, Lord God, and bless them and cover them as well, Lord God, and keep on pulling them for this is a, this is a family worthy to be a part of, Lord God. This is a blessed family, Lord God, and as they are listening right now, I, I welcome them, and I know that you welcome them with open arms, Lord God, and even the ones who are Christians, just welcoming them into this growing process, you know, into this growing growth in you and this growth to you if you will this just growing to Christ and growing to the Lord so I just am so thankful of what you've been doing and how you've been covering and how you've been moving God and I know that you are awesome God and you are amazing God and I just pray that as the days go on we just get to see that more and more and more so Lord I just thank you, and I thank you for all your promises, and I thank you for all the people that are listening, all their families, all their friends, Lord God. I thank you for everyone in this world, Lord God. Lord, I just love you, and I praise you, and I give you glory, and I give you honor because it all belongs to you. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. The growing does not stop here. You can find the Growing in Christ blog on our website that can be found in our bio. Not only does the Growing in Christ website house our blog, it also shows you where you can find us on our social media. Always remember Jeremiah 17, 7-8, for through this verse we know that if we keep on trusting in God, simultaneously we'll keep on growing in God.